gradient, so utterly extraordinary, they are properly flat. The shepherds do not know what to make of it because the light of him glows all over them. They are pretty well blinded, I should imagine, and he's speaking and radiant and magnificent and terrifying. So the first thing he says is to reassure them. He says, don't be afraid. I'm bringing you good news. They'll have needed that. No one had to tell them this was a visitation from heaven. That much was all too obvious. And they won't have thought that they had reason for a good report from heaven. Shepherds weren't thought of as good people. They couldn't do all the ceremonial religious things that were regarded as essential at the time. They couldn't get to temple as often as they should. And they certainly couldn't manage all the ritual hand-washing and cleansing that was meant to be necessary either to please God. So orthodox people will have despised them. So if just human beings who are good would condemn the shepherds, what sort of condemnation might they expect when heaven comes to visit? But that's not God's focus at all. When they recover from the first shock, I imagine they just look between their fingers at this stunning figure and they begin to manage to concentrate on what he's saying, which is, this is incredibly joyful news for everyone everywhere. Today, in Bethlehem, yes, just here, a saviour has been born. He is the Messiah you've all been waiting for. And just to prove it, I'll give you some specific details. He's wrapped in a swaddle, and he's lying in a feeding trough. And then, you'd have thought there might be magnificence enough, but the entire sky lights up. And the place is full of angels. It's golden and silver. It's hard to imagine how amazing that must have been. And they are singing and rejoicing and praising God. And the shepherds hear a message of such generosity. God is the highest and deserves the most exalted praise. And he proclaims peace on the world because he loves the people that he's made. And then suddenly the sky is dark again and the shepherds must have been shaking their heads and going, what the flip was that? And staggering to their feet and saying, well, obviously we can't stay here. Let's go and find him. What what did they say? Where did they say? Oh, I remember. And they must have just gathered themselves together to say, we've been told about someone, let's go and find him. God's choices tell us about his character, don't they? He didn't choose to tell the smart or the important or even extra spiritual people, but ordinary guys. He trusts them with making the discovery and then spreading the news, and they did. In verse 16, it says, they hurried off. You bet they did. I imagine they legged it up those hills. And they found a very simple scene. 
a teenage, probably very tired, newly delivered mother, a supportive husband, and a tiny newborn wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger, a feeding trough in a stable. But the shepherds knew what they were really seeing. This wasn't just a baby boy. This is the one. This is the Messiah, the Son of God. He has been sent to rescue us. God has made all these promises down the years, which the shepherds will have heard, and now he's fulfilled them. They are so excited. So when they leave the stable, they just go and tell everyone. In so many ways, God is so surprising, isn't he? If you went back to my survey in Crawley Town Centre, or even if I asked individuals here today, knowing what you are really like on an ordinary Tuesday or something, and if you ask most people, what tone do you think most people would think that God would take with them if he was going to give a view on their lives, as it were? Perhaps, if we're honest, most of us might be a little bit worried that God would have reason to be a bit reproachful or at least disappointed. Oh dear, oh dear, it's a bit of a mess, your life, isn't it? Oh dear, I had hopes for you, but it's not working out brilliantly. That's what we might think. But everything on this night, the night of God's great announcement, is kindness and joy and generosity. Do you know, if Mary had been at home back in Nazareth, uh, when a baby was uh, due then, neighbours and family would gather outside the house. And then when news that a baby boy had been born uh, filtered out to the crowd outside, there will have been the most enormous rejoicing. Everybody sang and played their instruments and rejoiced. It was absolutely fantastic. But because Mary was away from home, she missed out on that local rejoicing. But... God sent an entire angelic choir to sing to her instead. And God's message to people now and then is such good news. Far from reproach or disappointment, far from God wagging a finger or looking sad, what he does on this extraordinary night is say that he can make it right. And when I say good news, news nowadays sometimes has the word fake attached to it, doesn't it? And we have good reason to look at news nowadays and say, really? But we're not talking here about news because some celeb has uh, posted something on Twitter. And we're not talking about something either, which is Disney, you know, once upon a time, a fairy tale. We're talking here about a specific true event. It's been written down by a professional, a doctor. Doctors tend to like facts. They tend to investigate. They tend to want to get what they write down right. Uh, 
And Luke says in terms at the beginning of his gospel that he has investigated and talked to lots of people. And what he has written down from all these investigations, he knows to be true. And so what we heard read this morning is the story of a specific place, a specific time, particular people, and what was said and done. So it truly is news. It's true. But it's also so good. The world needs that now. And so do we as individuals, don't we? You may be especially conscious at Christmas of the things in life which are sad or not working out well for you. You may have concerns about family relationships. Or there may be somebody in your family, or you yourself, who has huge health issues which are maybe making you fearful. There may be financial worries. There may be any number of other things where you have regrets or concerns or things that keep you awake at night. This Christmas, God wants you to discover good news. Jesus, that baby, came to live on earth so that we could each encounter God's love and his hope and his purpose for our lives. And his comfort in all those hard things. That is the essence of the good news. And when you come to believe something that is that life-changing, it is bound to make you tell others. Of course the shepherds didn't fully understand all the significance of what they'd just heard and seen, but nevertheless they knew that something good and something true had just happened, and they wanted their neighbours to know. Let's hear verses 17 to 20 again. When the shepherds had seen Jesus, they spread the word concerning what they had been told about this child, and all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. Do you know, just the same thing happens today. You may not understand everything about why Jesus came, but if you know that he is good and he is true, you will want to tell others And you will want others to meet him too. And the Alpha Course is a great opportunity to do that, just that. Everyone is invited. If you came ages ago, then do come again and check out the new version. Do come if you're wondering about bringing friends next time. Do come this time and bring a friend this time. Or maybe, like Mary, you have been pondering things in your heart. Do come. Especially do come if you want to know more about this good news of comfort and hope and love that Jesus brings. It's a place where all questions are welcome. 
There is no assumption of what you already know or what you already believe. It is absolutely the right place to say, um, I get that bit, but hold on, you just said that, and that really gets me muddled. Or, I believe this bit, but I really have problems with that. Is that a problem? Or, it's not exactly what you just said, but there's something been bothering me in the back of my mind. Can I just raise it? Yes, you can. That's the place to say the stuff that you don't know where to say because it's sort of rude to interrupt a sermon, but you often wish you could to go, it's okay, but you've just said something really muddling. What do you do with that question? Come to Alpha and ask it. Well, we can't promise a heavenly choir, of course, but there is a free meal and there are small groups where it's possible. It's a safe place to raise your questions and to discuss. And also the film clips uh, during parts of the talks are people telling straight personal stories of how they themselves have encountered Jesus. So do take an invitation today um, and use it for yourself and come or give it to a friend and say, I will if you will, and come along with somebody else. And be like the shepherds who said, let's go and see what we've been told about. And whether you're coming to Alpha or not, my prayer, all of our prayer, is that this Christmas you should discover that God's announcement is news, it's true, and it's so good. And you and each of us can encounter God's love for ourselves. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, quite simply, thank you so much for coming. Thank you for leaving heaven and coming to the mess of an ordinary birth in a stable. For growing to be our Lord and Saviour, for giving your life on the cross, for rising again and being our resurrected and glorious Lord. And thank you for giving us, for ourselves and to share, the best news in eternity. Lord Jesus, we want this Christmas to be a glorious time for you. That you can see us rejoicing in who you are. So would you be in the middle of our thoughts and hearts and minds as Christmas unfolds this year. In Jesus' name. Amen.